Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm Ron. (gasps) Ron! That fit with the one syllables, I love it. (laughs) I'm Tom, I'm Ron. Who is this Ron? I don't know Ron. The name Ron is not familiar to me. You might know I mean, me better as none other than President Hot Dog. President oh. Hot Dog! <laughs> Yay! How, how did you come up with That's that handle? Um, it's from a, a different podcast, uh, We Hate Movies. They had a recurring <laughs> character whenever they want to make fun of like the general goons in movies that play presidents. By, and they created this fictional character, President Dick Hot Dog, because that was the most like <laughs> repulsively American combination of things they could think of. Uh, so I was like, I should finally stop lurking on Reddit and like do some things. So I have to make up a name. So let's go with President Hot Dog, because that was when I was just thinking I was going to hang out on the We Hey Movies forum. But now I spend all my time on the Tis the Podcast Reddit. Podcast.com slash Reddit. There we go. (laughs) It's so nice to have someone else plugging us so we don't have to be shameless beggars anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel so like so much less of a loser. So I so I have to ask, how did you feel that another longtime listener, Disco54, compared you to the conductor from the Polar Express when we were assigning Christmas characters to everyone? It's funny. I I I don't think I've seen the Polar Express since it came out, so I need to revisit it. But what I remember was it, it's a pretty, pretty, a pretty funny and pretty accurate uh, summation, particularly the part where the conductor is both elated that they're on time and then bursts into tears because that that has been my my life essentially since my daughter was born. It's been <laughs> a combination of elation and then bursting into tears at commercials. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it always it. makes me feel better to, to talk to other dads who go through that because I just feel kind of like a big baby sometimes that is one thing I'm not looking forward to about having a child because I am already emotional at the drop of a pin when watching TV or commercials it does not take a lot to get me to cry if it's I know I have this reputation but I'm a sentimental guy it's gonna it's gonna wreck you Anthony it's gonna be <laughs> awful like you're just gonna <laughs> weep and weep it's gonna be uh, and 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 then people like tom and i can't even laugh at you because we've been there man so we get it but it's gonna be we do it's gonna be a little bit of sweet revenge for us i I guarantee you tom will still laugh at me 
I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> I'll be I'll be coming onto the show. Um, North Pole is beautiful. <laughs> that's, been my, that's been my big fear. Uh, that's that was my big fear. This as we were getting prepared for the fireside chat today, I was like, oh god, they're gonna ask me how I discovered the podcast, and I'm just gonna start weeping on Zoom, and it's gonna be <laughs> a real bad scene. Well. You opened the door. How did you discover the <laughs> podcast? Well, I've posted the story in the subreddit, and then I sent it directly to, was it you, Anthony? It was me, yep. Yeah, like two years ago. 2016, January 2016, my dad died. Uh, January 4th. So not too long after Christmas. We had one good Christmas, and a few days after that, he started to have chest pains, and they took him to the hospital. Or rather, he drove to the hospital, and he walked himself into the sort of the waiting room area, but he walked literally from the parking lot all the way up to the steps and collapsed and someone had to carry him in because he was having a massive heart attack. And the fact that he had walked from the parking lot all the way up to the doors was kind of amazing because yeah. he was down to like 25% heart functioning at that point. For that Christmas and that new year, we spent it in the, the uh, cardiac ICU uh, and then he passed away. So the next year after that, we basically didn't have a Christmas for obvious reasons. My dad was a big part of the whole family get together. Um, a couple of years before that, my uncle had passed away. He was my dad's best friend and, and his sister, my aunt's husband. And without my dad and without my uncle, it was like, why are we even bothering with Christmas? So we didn't really do anything. And then the next year, uh, some friends of ours moved to New York City and we went to see him that summer. And my wife was like, we should go back at Christmas. So we went back in December to check it out, to see all the Christmas stuff. And it was really just like a magical experience. It was like, and the picture I'm gonna send you guys to be my picture for the thing is one I took in Brooklyn at the J Street Metro Tech Christmas Market uh, thing where they have a, put up a big Christmas tree at the Metro Tech. They had, a rain, they had reindeer you could pet. The day after that, Holly took my picture in front of the tree in like our last day in New York and it's snowing like crazy. So oh I've gosh. got this big beard. Your listeners can't see it, but you guys have already commented <laughs> on it quite a bit. My beard is just speckled with snow. I've got snow in my hair. The snow is blowing sideways because it's coming in off of the Atlantic Ocean. It's beautiful. It's like the most like it's what you want from like Christmas at New York, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we got back home and I was like, starting to feel a little bit of the come down. And I was like, you know what? Uh, my wife was like, we should just do Christmas. We should do it, like do the whole thing. So we put up a tree and we went on December 23rd, we went to the little cool strip in town uh, and they had a pop-up Christmas bar. And okay. my wife and I are not big, you know, imbibers or whatever, but we went to this thing anyway. And, and then we got a, like a, uh, like a cider drink and we hung out and it, it's they basically took the back room of a pretty cool bar and turned it into like a Christmas theme bar they were projecting like Christmas movies they had Christmas karaoke they do all that stuff and, and all the drinks are holiday themed they got all this holiday themed glassware we, we ended uh -huh. up buying some Santa Claus mugs and stuff it was like we left there went to a few other places we went back home it was like all right we're gonna do this we're just we're just gonna be we're just gonna christmas it up this is just gonna be like christmas crazy we're just gonna my dad would have wanted us to enjoy christmas so we're just gonna do it so we had a great christmas and then you know at, at, after christmas after the new year everybody starts to kind of get bummed out things start to slow down whatever and i found just randomly searching for christmas on like uh, 
a cast box or a podcast service, I randomly found you guys and started listening. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, it's nice because like Christmas gets to keep going. It doesn't have to stop. That's the goal. There you guys. I love your story. Uh, the, so there you guys stepped in too. and like kept me from the throes of a horrible post-Christmas depression. So that was cool. That but, is cool. And I am. That's so cool for I'm us sorry to, to hear that. These I'm are like, really sorry to hear that, though. That's, but it sounds like you had a good, some good memories with your dad there at the end, a good last Christmas. And yeah, it was a, it was a great last Christmas. Like he had a beautiful time. With it. The only bad thing is he didn't get to meet my daughter. Uh, I got a 15 month old. She just turned 15 months. And he never got to meet her. I'm glad he got a great last Christmas. You know, me, Tom, and Julia said it before on the show that uh, when we started this podcast, we said we'd keep going even if we only had like one listener. And we never expected like to hear stories like yours or a few weeks ago, Rebecca Bowles about her troubles with, you know, after just giving birth and how Mm -hmm. she found Mm -hmm. comfort in the podcast. And we've gotten a few stories like that over the years. And those are, I don't want to say my favorite stories, you know, but like it helped, it it really is, it touches me knowing that our podcast touches so many people and helps them in times like that. Yeah, I actually Mm -hmm. listened to Rebecca's episode today. And despite yeah. her questionable taste in friends, it was a pretty good episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did Tom and you like conspire beforehand? I decided He's that, not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I decided that uh, I just randomly decided as we started recording to throw my, my lot in with Tom. So it's me and Tom versus Anthony. We're gonna do this thing, we're gonna do it right. We're gonna we're gonna beat up on the we're gonna beat up on the city boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you made Tom. Well, I know for a fact you made Tom's day when you posted that appreciation thread in Reddit, which I woke up and I had to admit, like, I had to go vomit when I read that in bed that morning. Anthony, don't ruin uh, a beautiful thing here, man. <laughs> you're just, it's, it's okay. You're just sounding, got that hater you're just it's desperate. <laughs> it's just sounding haterade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a, as a guy who's, who's pushing 40, I'll go ahead and make a reference to Haterade that'll age me right out of the podcast. How close are you to 40? Uh, I'll be 39 in August. 39 in September. 38 in July. I'll be 31 in September. Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> Nobody asked you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and just throw this out there. Do we need a fourth podcast host? I <laughs> whoa, mean. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is my real highlight. I can safely say, uh, what, 10 minutes into this recording, this may be Tom's fire, favorite fireside chat so far. <laughs> I, I got to make myself stand out, you know, if I want that. <laughs> Coveted fourth elf slot. The, the Santa beard. The Santa beard isn't enough. I gotta. I gotta work on it. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with Christmas and where your love for it came from? You kind of touched on that a bit in your answer about the podcast, but do you want to expand on that? Actually, I was one of those people who hated Christmas. Like I was never a big Christmas guy. I was always a Halloween guy. To me, it was like Christmas always always kind of bummed me out because Christmas is like had slowly encroached on to Halloween's domain uh, over the years. And continuing to creep up every year still. (laughs) Every year. Like I now see Christmas commercials prior to, you know, Halloween and it it 
it always kind of bummed me out because so I was like, yeah, nobody cares about Christmas. Christmas is is, is lame stuff for babies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's not a way to live life, man. Like, have fun with stuff. You know, everybody's gonna die at some point, so you may as well have a good time before you do. You know. <laughs> So, like, mm-hmm. I have become a Christmas guy, like, extremely late in life. So, if there's, if you could turn around me, who would rather watch a, a Santa Claus slasher movie than, like, a legitimate holiday Christmas movie, there's hope for any Grinch out there. I mean, you you may have to kill the Grinch's dad in order to get him to come around on it, but it'll happen eventually. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had your own line this month. You did. It was weird, yeah. Because my dad was a big Christmas guy. Like, he would put out decorations. We had one of those blow mold Santas uh, mm-hmm. that was like six feet tall that would hang out on the porch. You know, we always did all the things. We'd have a big family get together at my aunt's house, big meal, lots of presents, all that stuff. I don't know. You know, you become a cynical teenager and you become a cynical 20 something. And then you're, you're just a little too busy for Christmas when you get a job and friends and dating and all that crap. And, you know, I may as well make the full transition into uh, big red, mar- big red marshmallow, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. I do want to just say you're going to want to listen Monday after to talk about a Grinch slasher film. Uh, we have something at the end I think you're going to enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I would be listening anyway, but I'm a, I'm a few episodes behind on the main feed, but... That's because I've decided that I should probably watch the movies instead of just listening to the podcast. I would. I can't wait to hear your opinion since you are a Christmas slasher fan on a movie we covered recently that was oh probably gosh. the biggest battle royale we film. had since The Grinch. Better watch out. Oh yeah. I, well, I was super into seeing it at the time, but I never did. I, I don't know how I missed it at the movie theater. I guess because of all the other stuff happening. Because I think I got a theatrical release, right? It did. did it 2016. Yeah. It so got, whatever, it got um, limited. It was a, oh, it was that, a short that might be run why I too. It. But you know, I, I'm always down to watch a, a movie where someone dressed like Santa kills people, or there's otherwise some sort of Christmas chaos. That's why. But I keep pushing you guys to do the Shane Black Christmas, so that way I can get the the crazy. Christmas antics that I want. Because <laughs> all his movies, if nothing else, take place at Christmas, and some of them even have like a quasi Linus moment. Like, specifically, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, there's kind of a Linus moment. That's for, on our list um, this year. Oh, thank goodness. So, is did he do Lethal Weapon? He did. Lethal Weapons in two, three weeks. So, <laughs> nice. Yep. Now you got to do uh, Last Boy Scout, you got to do uh, Iron Man 3. We did Iron Man 3. We did Iron oh, Man. That's right, you did. Mm-hmm. I should have done my research instead of just <laughs> waiting impatiently for the Zoom link. Yeah, uh, man, whoever <laughs> didn't get it to you on time is pretty bad, huh? He almost sees the worst. Well, well, there was a there was a rule yesterday. I told Anthony, you don't bug me for the link until nine o'clock. I'll get it posted before we've got to start. And today I was in the process. I was in Chanty. I had the link. I hit post. And Anthony asked, and I'm like, nope, I'm going to go downstairs and get a drink. We'll wait until nine. <laughs> I'm dealing with him. I'm dealing with him like I do an obstinate four year old. It's amazing. That's his well, dad move. Well, I told Anthony that for every right. minute I had to wait after nine for that link, I was going to add points to, to Tom's the worst to the Tom's the worst uh, column. But Anthony didn't email me the link. I had to copy it and paste it and email it to myself from my Reddit account to my actual computer. 
Uh, so, if you, ch if you check your City. email, the link is in there. I send it both places. Uh, I'm going to go check my email right now because we're going <laughs> to have this out. Efficiency. You sent it to me after I sent it to myself, so I don't know what you did. <laughs> But <laughs> I, I took uh, care of my needs first. Since actually all started. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I do want to go back briefly to something you said, how you used to be more into Halloween back in the day. Mm -hmm. I did too. As a kid, I was I was into like the candy and everything like that, the costumes, the spookiness. And I still love Halloween. Obviously, Christmas eclipsed it for me. But Halloween still has its place in my heart, especially it's an important milestone in the lead up to the holidays. True. Can we give him what worse points for his singing? Him? Well, like I said in the uh, the, the special episode, uh, I laughed, I cried, and then when Tom stopped singing, I stopped crying. <laughs> 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 I've never heard oh. someone both. I've never heard someone be so successfully offbeat and out of tune in my entire life. <laughs> it was it was actually impressive. You're welcome. You're welcome. Don't you feel bad for the people who attend my parish? A little bit. <laughs> See, I have a feeling Tom wasn't. I think the karaoke sometimes gets people with how fast the words are appearing on the screen. So I think Tom, if he just had the music and not the scrolling words, would have been more in tune. You're not supposed to that, give Tom the benefit app, of the doubt. That <laughs> app was hard, man. That app was yeah. hard. I know. I'll try to find a. I'll try to find a new one for now. That's what I call it. Tis the podcast Christmas Volume Two next year. <laughs> I uh, well, I'm I'm researching right now. There's a big conference coming up called uh, Software Circus, and they have like a three tracks, and one of the tracks is a fun track, and we sponsored, so we get a spot in the fun track. And one thing I'm trying to do is, is find a way to do virtual karaoke for an hour. Ooh, that's cool. Um, that's a good, that's a good so idea. Maybe, maybe that would have a. Oh, they're doing all sorts of cool stuff. I was either going to do that or a virtual puppy room where people can just go watch a puppy cam. Uh, that sounds puppies. amazing. I don't know. I think that since do. Disney Live took off so well, we should do a Zoom Live Christmas version for our listeners. Yeah, I need to check out those Disney like Disney Live and those Disney sing along things. Like, uh, they're really good. They're fun. That's, I've Mother's Day one was was pretty rad yeah with the I Muppets, yeah it made oh, me, me all the feels fair. Uh, i will say i had a problem with the mother's day one though rebel wilson had should not have been cast to be somebody as big as ursula you know like, i didn't mind her her voice rendition. her I, I voice could it. not keep up with it her voice could not keep up as ursula i it still think it's crazy like that they wanted blanche for the movie oh rue mcclanahan yep no not blanche yeah. no uh, uh, let's uh, see Dorothy. 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 B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Yeah. B. Arthur would have been a great choice. So she, they approached yeah. her agent to give her the role, and the agent turned it down without consulting her, and she didn't find it out till years later. How ticked would you be? I'd be so ticked. That's actually, that's a pretty common thing. That's uh, one of the reasons why Sean Connery ended up doing um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was because he'd been approached for, let's say he'd been approached for, his agent had been approached for Lord of the Rings or something like that, and the agent turned it down. Who would he yeah. have been in Lord of the Rings? Maybe Sar Saruman. Saruman? Probably Saruman. Let's get those hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. We were talking that B. Arthur would have made a good Mrs. Claus for Ed Asner's Santa. If he was married and we saw Mrs. Claus, mm -hmm. she 
mm-hmm. have been a good one. I feel like for somebody like Santa, and this has been a thing that you guys have talked about, for somebody like Santa Claus, you need to have someone who's a little bit more no-nonsense. No you can't have somebody who's quite yes. indulgent with the whole thing. You need somebody mm-hmm. who's going to, like, not necessarily, you know, forcing him to eat like we see in the Rankin-Bass things, but <laughs> somebody who's a little bit less... Uh, uh, eat, Papa. Silly, eat. yes. Yeah. So somebody who's less of a like submissive housewife. Right. You need yeah. somebody who can stand uh, up to, to a big personality. You need a big personality for a big personality. Yeah. Exactly. And B. Arthur mm-hmm. would have fit that mold. B. Arthur would have been that. great. I mean, but that's anything. why I liked Angela Lansbury's Mrs. Claus because she wanted to chart her hey, own path. So I see that, but uh, uh, I definitely see B. Arthur. I think there could be something said for a uh, uh, Betty White Mrs. Claus too, though. She played Mrs. Claus. She did the voice Betty of Mrs. Betty Claus White? in a uh, no, no, but I mean, seeing her, seeing her though as Mrs. Claus. I agree. So, can we ask you about some of your Christmas sensibilities? You can ask me anything you want. I, I may not answer honestly, but, but you can ask me anything you'd like. <laughs> Julia, give us the Christmas sensibilities jingle. It's the Christmas sensibilities. I don't know. Jerry will do a better one. <laughs> hey, we need a jingle right there. Well, I asked Jerry. Jerry said he's working on it, which is yeah, awesome. That'll be cool. We have awesome listeners in general. We do. We yeah, except for President Hot Dog. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's your favorite L? I, I'm not going to like the answer this oh. evening, but who's your favorite L? Tom, I said you. You win. What? Yeah. Not only did we get an answer, Julia. we got a definitive Tom. We got a definitive because you're the first and only person who's answered it so far. So by right. our account, that makes Tom the favorite elf. The favorite elf. The listener favorite. I never yeah, thought. Yeah, the one. First of all, the favorite of one listener. First of all, I would like to thank all of the all of the listeners who voted. <laughs> You're welcome. And I would like to, th- yeah, and I would right. like to thank God. I, I would like to thank separate. Anthony and Julia for being there as my loyal sidekicks. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that's more insulting than just being the worst. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, future fireside chatters listening to this right now, the gauntlet's been thrown down. If you like me and Julia at all, Julia and I at all, come on and and. Uh, Help us even out this vote total. All we need is one vote each. Don't, I don't I don't like that though because we we each bring our own strengths and we're gonna resonate with different people. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's true. Didn't April say her favorite was Julia? No, she said all together. She said all together. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's a magical mix. But, but we works. all know what that really means. That means it Julia. Mean, it means Julia. It means it means I don't want to Every- hurt the guy who asks feelings. <laughs> Everyone loves Julia. We we all know this. <laughs> she do, like, she doesn't want to hurt my feelings, even though she has multiple times of other comments she made multiple times. I mean, like there's commentary referencing. Between- can you give me a specific example of a comment that you're referencing right now, Anthony, please? Yeah, please. Come on, Anthony. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that. <laughs> Sounds like something said. the worst would say. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Tom have a night this good in a long time. <laughs> I think, you know, this is going back to the, we just need to have like open listener Zooms where we can all just hang out and talk. We need to get it on the calendar, y'all. Stop talking about it. I say keep Now's it for, the time. For patrons only because we deserve it. I'm okay with although, that too. I mean, yeah. Although technically I'm not the patron. My wife is the patron, but that's because I don't have a Patreon account. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to go get your wife so we can interview her instead? No, no she's asleep. 
<laughs> did, did you hear the part where I said a 15 month old? Because that, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. The idea of two of y'all sitting around it, the idea of two of y'all sitting around and doing nothing together at once is, uh, that's a pretty big joke, huh? <laughs> yeah. The only thing, the only thing funnier than that would be if I said, hey, you remember the last time y'all sat down and had a hot meal together? <laughs> Although I will say, we don't sit down and have hot meals, but we do a lot of eating hot meals while standing around. It's mostly standing in the kitchen in front of the, the high chair, uh, shoveling a hot meal into our mouths, feeding the baby. Although she she definitely eats less hot meals than I do. So, But it's the, it's the old, uh, uh, I forget what it was, some kind of statement about motherhood. Somebody said, yeah, I haven't had a hot meal in like four years or something. Wasn't that a Well, there's that little story? bit from a Christmas story. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep, one of the few parts I enjoyed. Or resonated with in that movie. A Christmas Story is my cousin's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah? It's yeah. a lot of people's favorite. My husband he's, loves it. He's obsessed with it. He'll sit and he, he would sit and turn it on uh, the 24 hours of A Christmas Story and just let it play in the background for literally hours. Do you like uh, it? What, I like it a lot. And it's one of the things I do is I'll sit and play 24 hours of A Christmas Story or 24 hours. I'm, I'm one of those people who just loves a good marathon of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, throughout the the quarantine, I've just been turning to uh, Pluto TV for comfort because uh, Pluto TV has an all streaming Mystery Science Theater three thousand channel that just plays uh, yes, it does. MST3K episodes. I will legit just put that on oh, and just right. kind of relax in front of the TV, <laughs> like after a hard day of work. Because unfortunately for me, I'm still working every day plus doing all of my freelance stuff. I'm just working from home, so my chair is a lot less comfortable than the one at the office. (laughs) Uh, Well, isn't that the truth? I really miss my chair. And I was completely unprepared for this, even though I had warnings that it was going to happen from a friend of mine that we were going to shut down, but not in time to buy like a comfortable office chair. So I'm in like a (laughs) 20-year-old wheelchair, like a rolling chair, not an actual wheelchair. Those are way more comfortable. The guy I went to college Uh, with worked in a medical supply laboratory or medical supply warehouse kind of like the warehouse from uh return of the living dead and he stole the wheelchair and brought it back to our uh, apartment to use as a desk chair <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> yeah okay so ron what is your favorite christmas carol and your least favorite christmas carol no i, I had a brief debate with myself on how old the song has to be before it transitions from a Christmas song to a Christmas carol. Have you guys discussed this at some point? Yeah, I haven't. I always considered a Christmas carol to be like more the traditional religious type one. Okay, that's fair. But if we're going with with non-religious, I would say anything that predates your existence. So if it's always been something you've heard or from childhood, I would consider that as well. Mm. Yeah, unless it's Mariah, Mariah Carey or Christmas and Hollis. That's oh, a, so this is question. Blue Christmas is a Christmas carol. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, I you don't sing Blue Christmas at church. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of church do y'all go to, weirdos? My church would be the church that would sing that. Of all the churches <laughs> on the screen right now, <laughs> the yeah, one that also what? uses commercials. <laughs> Insert snarky Tom comment here. I don't have a snarky comment. Oh, you used it up on that episode. That's why. Yeah, I'm good. I, I made my point. I don't need to dwell. <laughs> okay, so Christmas Carol. I'm going to join the crowd that says, Oh, Holy Night. But 
because I have a strong memory of a Saturday Night Live American Idol Christmas fake commercial where they have, I forget the name of the dude, but some dude with a real deep voice who was on American Idol. He's, he's the one singing Oh Holy Night, and it always makes me laugh. And now that I think of Oh Holy Night, I don't hear normal Oh Holy Night. I hear like Beck Bennett doing Oh Holy Night, the stars are bright <laughs> I hear it like that way, and it's kind of ruined it, but also made it better. I have to say I that was beautiful. That's that was beautiful. Next time you guys do a singing special, I will gladly bellow on it. Oh, it, it's got to happen again at some point for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you actually reached out to me to be on it the, the first time, and I, I responded, and, and Anthony just completely <laughs> never talked to me again. What? Tragic. Ignored him? That's so rude. I don't know if that actually happened or not. <laughs> I could just be making, I could oh. just be creating a thing that I think happened. I do, I do know that when I messaged him today saying, hey, we're still on for tonight, 10 p.m., he, he messaged me back saying, I don't think any of the three of you actually confirmed we were recording tonight, but yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> And that is is true. That has actually happened because, like, uh, <laughs> Anthony said, "Hey, do you want to do a fireside chat?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I'm just and he's like, "Yeah, I'll check with Tom and Julian. We'll see when they're available." And then nothing happened for like a week. And then <laughs> the day was like, "Are we still on for tonight?" It's like, uh, "Were we on for tonight?" But they replied to your comment in one of the threads saying, "How?" Yeah, about but Thursday? they but they never they didn't say how about Thursday. They just said, yeah, we'd love to do it. And then, then nobody actually said, okay, here's the time and here's the date. And I sent, I've sent Anthony my phone number to just like text me. Wait, did you really? Was it you or was it Tom? I sent somebody my phone number. It's like, look, I don't always check my Reddit messages. I don't always pay attention to Reddit. So just text me when you want me to show up. And nobody ever, it was just completely no soul. It was oh. tragic. I feel so crushed, clearly. <laughs> It, if it was me and I start texting you all the time, can I be your favorite? <laughs> it depends. Are you going to be funny? Like, are you going to like, is it going to be worth it? It will be like, worth it. It will be worth it. What is your least favorite Christmas song, Ron? Carol. Different oh, ones. Carol or song? Carol. Man, there are a lot of Christmas carols that I just kind of zone out on. So that's Fair. a difficult, that's a difficult question. Cause it's like, if I don't like it, I just kind of, tune it out. I don't really particularly enjoy um, Good King Wenceslas. I'm not a big fan of Good King Wenceslas. Really? I, I love I, that one. It's <laughs> I, I like Wenceslas the tune. I like the tune, but like it, it feels like, I don't know, it makes me think of like in my AP uh, art history class in high school, we had to go do a Gregorian chant leading to the holiday presentation. It just kind of makes me think of that Gregorian chant we did. Uh, just something about it. I don't know. And and oh, honestly, there's probably the moment we get off of this call, I'm gonna think of all the Christmas carols I really hate, and I'm gonna <laughs> kick myself for just, <laughs> got the first one I can remember that I just don't love. Have you heard the Family Guy version of Good King Wenceslas? I have not. I'm a, I'm not a big Family Guy guy anymore. I I don't like it. I don't like the new stuff. 
Um, I definitely like the older, but uh, Peter sings, Good King Wences, Lost Point Doubt, On the Ste Feast of Stephen, na, 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 na. Who the Hell is Stephen? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard that. That's that's basically my relationship with uh, Good King Wences. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, We Three Kings. I love We Three Kings, but that's because that's of the, the, the Claymation Christmas special. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the we Christmas carols I... I like a lot are because of that claymation Christmas special. Can that was one of the things, yeah, that was one of the things. I don't know what the wassail is, but you know, as an adult, <laughs> if you want to give me a big mug of mystery drink, I'll probably drink it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was as a kid, but like I had a VHS tape of a bunch of assorted holiday specials, and that was one of the ones that was on there. That and Garfield's Halloween and uh, some other stuff. I love the music in Garfield's Halloween that that repetitive running scared music and them, you know, fleeing everything. Oh, it's just so much fun to listen to. The, the Garfield Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Halloween don't get as much love as they deserve. They should get annual airtime. Absolutely. Too. I, I'm 100% airtime. behind both of you on that. Yeah, all three of you, because that's like, those were formative specials of like my childhood years. That was a big yep. deal. Mm -hmm. That the episode <laughs> of Different Strokes where Arnold gets molested by the guy from the bike shop. <laughs> Yeah, I, sure. I, remember, yeah. I remember that one. It stuck with me my entire life. That and the old man in the Garfield Halloween special who puts the, his big creepy face into the, the oh, TV. camera. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I um, see camera like they filmed it live. It's a cartoon. <laughs> we know what you meant. There's a, okay, I'm going back to Family Guy again. There's an episode of Family Guy around that bicycle shop and Peter's on trial and they ask him, uh, what did, you know, he's, he's on trial. They're talking about the things that he was supposed to have learned and what he did wrong. And somehow the, the bicycle shop comes up and at the end they say, and what did you learn? Whew, stay the hell away from that bicycle shop. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That's back when I Family Guy was too. funny. Yeah. Like the first three seasons of Family Guy before they got canceled the first time are, are like really oh, good. Really good. Yep. And then I, I watched, watched the, the first couple when they came back, but now like, it's just, they went through that same, they're, they're going through that same thing, but much longer that South Park went through or it was just offensive to be offensive. Like they're wow. not telling a good mm -hmm. story. South Park came, South Park struck the balance between being horribly offensive to everybody, but still doing good storytelling. But I still think that's one of the best movie musicals, South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. It really is a great movie musical. Like they, you and could tell they I, had a, the writers had a love for musicals based on all the musical homages and that stuff. Well, they did Cannibal the Musical <laughs> well before they did South Park, yep. and that's how I they knew did. Who they were. Because yep. we Me used too. to have a we used to have a great video store in town that rented all kinds of crazy stuff, and Cannibal the Musical was right there in their front and center. That the movie Battle Royal, the Japanese uh, school kids sent to an island to kill each other. Yes, yeah, that um, movie is like unbelievable that one that was, book was both really those were too. big in high school i saw battle royal like in in the 90s like Me too. when it first came out like on a bootleg vhs tape from this video store because they would go online before people were using ebay the guy todd who was actually a bass player at a pretty prominent like post-punk band we were talking about post-punk briefly earlier did you ever hear slint tom uh-uh. Slint is like who inspired the like the loud soft that you got in like the Pixies. Yeah, so check out Slint, check out Spiderland by Slint. They're pretty great. But Todd was had been the bass player for Slint for a while. And back when Louisville had like a pretty well-known music scene, they were a big deal in it. And we still have a pretty good music scene, to be honest. But yeah, all that to say is he took his money from his mate from Spiderland and bought a video and made a video store. And just 
went and got the craziest stuff. Like that's the first time I saw a Michael Hanukkah movie was from Wild and Willy Video. That's the first time I saw Battle Royal. That's the first time I saw like hardcore Japanese wrestling. That's the <laughs> first time I saw all kinds of crazy stuff like that I probably shouldn't have seen in high school. Uh, okay, Anthony, you're you're driving this train. <laughs> Let's get you got get it back on the tracks. Dude. We've only gotten through like three of the questions because I keep <laughs> derailing all this shit. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas song? And least favorite Christmas song? Uh, least favorite Christmas song is Christmas Shoes. I would have taken yes. those Christmas shoes and the corpse that they were put on and throw them all in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a popular answer. <laughs> I hate that song. Answer. Also kind of hate awful. wonderful... Also, kind of hate Wonderful Christmas Time, but yeah. not no. to the degree. But not to the degree I hate Christmas Shoes, because Christmas Shoes is the most maudlin, deliberately playing on your emotions piece of manipulative garbage that's ever been crapped out into the radio. <laughs> I still don't understand. With all of these problems, why are you worried about your mom's shoes as she is dying? Go spend time with mom, brat. <laughs> <laughs> just wants to do something nice for her, Tom. Come on now. And what's your favorite? My favorite is uh, probably going to be Jingle Bells, but it's because that is the first song that I remember the baby like loving, like being Aww. thrilled when you sing Jingle Bells. And like if she's like fussing or whatever, we got to change her. We still will sing Jingle Bells to her to get her to like smile and laugh and clap her little hands and oh. uh, be mad that she's being changed. So we sing a lot of Jingle Bells in the house. That's sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. You'll get a kick out of this. Ellie decided instead, you know, like they say, when you do your hands, you're supposed to sing Happy Birthday twice. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. She just randomly one day declared, mm, not Happy Birthday. Let's do Rudolph. And so now every time she washes her hands, <laughs> nice. we hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm I'm a little sad that the the Rankin Bass specials have had the reception that they've had on a podcast. I am too, Ron. That's fair. It's I think I as I watched them with a critical eye, my opinions changed, and I'm sad by that. I feel it's like some of my innocence got lost. Yeah, it's understandable, but it's still disappointing. But like that that uh, that Easter one that that I watched on YouTube was awful. So um, I understand. Oh my gosh, where Tom did the impression of Gazooks. Yes. This whole thing is to set up Tom to do Gadzooks for me. There dance, monkey, dance. Oh, I don't even. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> don't even remember. I gotta listen it, again. Please, you've been practicing every night. You walk through the house doing the Gadzooks voice, don't you? <laughs> Ellie doesn't do even recognize your real voice anymore. That's right. She only recognizes you uh, I do a lot of voices around the house, and she's always like, "No, Daddy, use your real voice. Use your real voice." <laughs> uh, are, you, are you sure she's not just hearing you sing? I'm trying to hear Gadzooks, uh, but these are all the full episodes. Where is just well, the... While Tom is looking for that, what do you think of Christmas in Hollis? <laughs> it's not like a top tier Christmas song to me, but I really appreciate uh, one of your previous Fireside Chats. Charlin? Yes. I appreciated her take on Christmas in Hollis, and it is the um, I Christmas... Music bombed uh, my wife and the baby one day. They were in the kitchen uh, and Holly was playing Christmas music or playing some kind of music. I want to say they were in the kitchen. They may have been upstairs. I don't know. Either way, I took control of the family Spotify account and I was like, Christmas and Hollis. 
do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it backfired on me because she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you wanted to use Spotify here. Let me let me stop changing the channel so you can listen to your music." I was like, "No, I was trying to do it to surprise you." <laughs> uh, so I do that to Christine at her shop and her employees with that awful um, Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton, make it feel like Christmas song. Uh, I love that song. <laughs> you do not. Yes, I do. How? That is like, oh my gosh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, bad. Get <laughs> Thank you. That's all I needed. Uh, I can go now. <laughs> oh, I was going to do a whole thing. My throat's not going to let me, but I was going to do a whole thing about Christmas and Hollis as Gadzooks. <laughs> well, whatever, Tom. Mostly I've come around on Christmas and Hollis because of it's a podcast meme. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what meme I think of when I see when I hear think of Christmas and Hollis. I just see Anthony with a whack a mole on a dead horse. <laughs> that 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 that's a meme I think of every time you open your mouth, Tom. You whacking a dead horse. Ooh, extra spicy. Tis the podcast tonight. <laughs> it's it's getting spicy. it's getting real up in here. Julia, now's your chance to dump on both of them. Just let it out. I can see the hate. It I can see the hate in your eyes. <laughs> How we are going to see that one day. One day, Julie's just going to explode on us over this. All right, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I want to see how long, how many years into the podcast we can get before either a comment or a movie finally makes Julia snap and she goes on like a 10-minute <laughs> rant, destro- completely destroying the two of us. I don't she's, had, she's had a couple good rants about the movies, but she hasn't turned it on either of you yet. Yet. Keyword, yet. No. It's coming. Yet. It's coming. Feel it. <laughs> and you are clearly here for it too. <laughs> yes. Do this thing. I want to see this happen right meow. <laughs> I think I'm jumping around all nibbly pimbly. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas movie and your least favorite Christmas movie? Alright, so my favorite Christmas movie is probably Christmas Vacation. It's okay. the one solid, that, like, solid. it's the family tradition Christmas movie. And as for my least favorite Christmas movie, hmm, there are, we've discussed a lot of, there are a lot of bad Hallmark Christmas movies. I can't, I couldn't bring myself to watch An American Carol. No, thanks. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> good chance. Very good chance. I, I watch enough bad movies for my own podcast. I don't have to do it for someone else's <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> wait that's one of the best movies i've ever seen um you're just you're just reveling in the fact that i said that you were my was, favorite now you're screwing it up is so freaking terrible like i don't i don't understand how a movie gets through that many levels of production and still gets released i legitimately do not understand it yes for cameron saving is, christmas i get that was one of his like vanity projects and the thing is, the people who did an American Carol, there's like legitimate talent right. behind the scenes. That's the worst part yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's the worst part about a lot of these bad movies, and you see the talent involved and the talent behind the scenes. Because that was um, it's a uh, point. Deck those... the halls coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the Zucker brothers, right? Who directed that, or Jim Abrams one? All American Christmas American Carol. Yeah, All uh, Ron Christmas Carlson. Carol. Oh, I've got it confused with a different movie. I think. Is that the uh, one with the fake Michael Moore? <laughs> the fake Michael Moore? Is yeah, there was, a, uh, there was a movie where, like, I'm thinking of um, uh, an American Carol, which is um, 
think it's... Uh, oh, is that Henry Winkler? Dave, no, it's... Uh, I want to say it's uh, one of the Zucker brothers, or Jim Abrams, from the Naked Gun airplane mm-hmm. movies. And Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Farley, who's playing Michael Moore. And it's really? the whole thing yes. about how Michael yes. Moore is bad. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, but it's the Scrooge uh, story. Kelsey Grammer, um, Dennis Hopper, Leslie Nielsen. David Zucker did that one, right? David Zucker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am I confusing that with All-American Christmas Carol? I think Am so. I, I think so. Well, yeah, anyway, that, the one I just talked about I, is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's bad. I think it needs... It looks I bad. feel that it... It is terrible, and we need to we need to watch it. And it's such oh, a waste wow. of like legitimately talented people. And that's I, wa- the I worst want to part put a. I want to mark this right now. Because every time Tom adds a crappy movie to the list, the first thing he asks when we go on Zoom to cover it, who added who this added to the list? This? Who added this? And he forgets. <laughs> I'm not adding it. You did. I you did. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got Julia. It's still one of us. <laughs> I will pay. I, I will I, PayPal you guys like twenty bucks to do that movie. Oh my gosh. I will pay. Do that instead of Deck the Halls. I really don't want to watch Deck the Halls. What happened with Deck the Halls? I can tell you exactly what happened. We were looking to fill the thing and I went and looked at like, oh, these are, you know, must see Christmas the movies because they're people who like it. And it's trash. It's hot garbage to quote Spoiler alert. I don't think, I don't think there's a single patron who's going to question how we're going to land on this movie. Uh, what if, what if Julia surprises us on Tuesday and she's like, guys, I love this movie. She has too much taste. Do you love this movie, Anthony? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just trolling okay, Tom. You're... I hate this movie. <laughs> it's terrible, man. I cannot tell when you're joking. You never could from day one. No, I can't when Marty does it either. All four brothers lie through their teeth, and I can't <laughs> tell when they're lying to me, and <laughs> it's awful. Okay, what are some of your most magical Christmas moments? The ones that give you goosebumps or make you cry, which I know everything does now, but when you think of magical Christmas movie moments, what are the top ones that come to mind for you? The thing that caught me most recently, uh, aside from... Sam Elliott reading the Yes Virginia letter in Prancer that I stumbled across one day um, is the what always gets me is at the end of Elf when Zoe Deschanel starts singing and then the crowd slowly joins in and they, the Christmas spirit lifts Santa's sleigh all that stuff that gets me choked you're up the time. first one on our fireside chat to say that you were the mm-hmm. I put I put that in our Facebook group and like nobody agreed with that one. A lot of people agreed with Home Alone and stuff like that. And I'm surprised there was more love for that scene. So I'm glad you said that because that gets me. Home up. Alone. Well, that's ahead. one of my favorite scenes from any movie ever. Period. Mm-hmm. That scene. Mm-hmm. Just and we talked about it. I don't know how many times that we all agree that scene where especially like everybody starts to sing. You see James Caan finally buy in and 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 begin to sing. And then that that dramatic reindeer and sleigh going over the crowd. That uh, whew, glad James Conn started singing. Otherwise, we would have had a another incident uh, <laughs> from the Central Park Rangers. <laughs> but that's just such an iconic and beautiful and amazing scene. So mm-hmm. well done. And it, and it doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but it kind of builds throughout the movie where they get to that point mm-hmm. where. Because James Conn slowly starts to get the Christmas spirit, and Zoe Deschanel slowly starts to get the confidence to actually sing in public, and it just all kind of builds from it kind of builds organically for those two characters and in the whole scene, and it all ends up tying back to Buddy, mm-hmm. who 
ends up giving them the gift of confidence or the gift of the Christmas spirit or just... And they in turn give him what he needs to help Santa what save he needs Christmas. At the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's just kind of a really beautiful moment. And it's it has always gotten to me even before I became a big worthless sap like I am now. <laughs> but like when I watched it over the holidays this year with the little, you know, like a little, like a nine-month-old, eight-month-old baby, mm-hmm. like sitting mm-hmm. under the Christmas tree, looking at her little book and her little Christmas onesie, it just like crushed me. Oh, like I left the room because it was that bad. Like, oh. <laughs> um, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but well, especially with yes, especially with the long beard and everything. Like, I yeah. love that it reduces you to tears. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait for you to send us a picture you want us to use when we promote this episode and our listeners see what you look like with the beard and everything, like this masculine dude and then like reduced to blubber from Zoe Dickinson. I love oh, it. Oh, it's, it's awful, yeah. It, it always gets me. Uh, anything like that gets me. Any father-daughter stuff gets me now. But uh, mm-hmm. that scene in particular was just like, because it builds naturally and it feels natural in the progression of the movie. It doesn't come out of nowhere, but it, mm-hmm. it packs, for me, it packs such a big punch. Because you're laughing, you're having a good time, you're smiling, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden here's like you're not paying much attention, and then bam, it gets you with that sweetness, just like mm-hmm. right. And it's like if you've ever been punched in the liver, it kind of disconnects your legs from the rest of your body, and you just and collapse. There. It's yep. yeah, it's kind of really? like a real good body punch. Um, That's not surprising, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even just Zoe Deschanel and James Conn too. It's all the people Buddy ran into throughout the movie, like the little yeah, girl and the, Dirk. the mail workers and the mail workers, the guys at the bar. <laughs> pretty Dirk. much everybody that he runs into ends up succumbing to his Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So who's your favorite I, Christmas I, movie Santa and your least favorite? Uh, my favorite is the guy that I've, I've tried to get you guys to do book on cameo today, tonight, Ed Asner. <laughs> <laughs> He's good in this he, and he he showed up in uh, a cartoon, The Storybots. Are you familiar with The Storybots story Christmas? Yes. Yeah, he's the Santa Claus in The Storybots Christmas and it's like, it works really well and he's He's kind of he's a he's a good lovable kind of slightly curmudgeonly but not Rankin Bass levels of rudeness kind of Santa Claus to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not going to that you're still cheering for at the end of the day. He's not yeah. going right. to tell a reindeer that he should be ashamed of himself that his son has a red nose. No, he won't. Rudolph, you should kill yourself. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> 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 Your parents should be ashamed of you. <laughs> oh, Tom, Tom, we should have paid Ed Asner to say, Tom, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? No. <laughs> Maybe Tom is the birth. one going to book Maybe the cameo, your... so if anything, you're right, you're right. going to be like, Anthony, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your least favorite Santa? Uh, it's it's weird because like I also kind of like the bad Santa type. Mm-hmm. Like I like uh, Arnie Lang and Elf, and I like you know I don't necessarily like Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa, but I like the the, the idea behind the character. I even kind of like the Santa in a Christmas story that everybody seems to hate. Um, oh, it's hard for me to find a like a bad like a Santa I don't 
at least slightly like for some reason or another. I mean, I've already come out on the podcast and said that Tom is my favorite elf. So clearly I like people who are bad and, and cruel. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you, have ter- you, have, you apparently have terrible judgment. I just appreciate a good heel. And that goes yeah. double for a good Santa heel. So for my least favorite Santa, I'm going to go with the former WCW wrestler Santa Claus. It's Santa with an X-A-N-T-A. And I think it was, I think Santa Claus was Kevin Nash, Diesel, dressed like Santa Claus, who came out for like one pay-per-view event, like a December pay-per-view event. He wrestled in like a Santa gimmick and then it was never heard from again. So we'll go with that. He also (laughs) might've been the Christmas creature. I can't remember. I can't really keep my terrible Christmas wrestling gimmicks straight, but Christmas creature was bad and Santa Claus was bad. I didn't know there were Christmas wrestling tropes. Yep. There's always, uh, if you think you might be able to make a dollar off of it, some wrestler's going to pretend to be it. (laughs) There's also a guy who came out of a giant egg at a Survivor Series as a breakdancing turkey named the Gobbledygooker. What? But the guy behind it was actually uh, Hector Guerrero, who is uh, the father of the famous late Eddie Guerrero, who was kind of a big deal in the Attitude Era of wrestling. Oh, uh, wow. Did, did anybody here watch wrestling? Am I, am uh-uh. I alone in this? When I was <laughs> young, when I was young, I haven't watched okay. it in many, many years. Like I used to watch it during, you know, the Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin. Well, you, you, then you saw Eddie Guerrero, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. I know who he is. Yeah, it was like his. It was either his uncle. No, it was his dad. Yeah, I think it was his dad, Hector Guerrero, who was like a huge star in Mexico. So they basically took like one of Mexico's like most famous wrestlers and put him in a turkey outfit and made him dance around to absolutely a dead crowd at one of the WWF's biggest events of the year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is somehow even more disrespectful than my description of it. <laughs> um, I think we found a Thanksgiving Patreon video for you to do. I am just so incredibly confused about all of our patrons are wrestling Russell fans. Can. <laughs> it's so interesting. I didn't realize there was so much Christmas wrestling crossover. There is a lot. So in your opinion, is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or a Christmas film? It's really, that's really a great question. Um, all right. So Santa Claus was a WWF thing and the Christmas creature was the WCW thing. I, I have to get that right for my own. Uh, <laughs> It'll bother you otherwise. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people will tell me I'm stupid and wrong, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so Nightmare Before Christmas. And I've been thinking a lot about specifically Rebecca Bowles' answer, how it's kind of the bridge between Mm -hmm. Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. And I have to admit, that's how I watch it. I don't watch Nightmare Before Christmas until Black Friday. For me, it's like a Black Friday thing because I give myself all of Halloween. I give myself a big chunk of November to kind of get in the right mental state. And then for whatever reason, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, when that hits in late November, it kind of kicks off the Christmas season for me. Cause it's kind of like the, you know, you can start watching your Christmas slasher movies and stuff now. Yeah. Cause yep. it's officially Christmas. I'm not going to be, I'm not one of those people who puts the tree up November 1st. I can't, this my beloved it's, Halloween like that. It's been nice having you. We're going to have to ask you to leave now. <laughs> I don't take orders from the worst. 
Anthony. <laughs> Tom's recording this podcast. I'm going to stick around until Tom tells me to leave. <laughs> or until I get bored. <laughs> so <laughs> so what's, what's your favorite Christmas television special and your least favorite Christmas te- Like The Grinch, Charlie Brown, things like that. I have always loved Rankin Bass, the, you know, Rudolph and Frosty. I, I got a new reason to love those as an adult because my wife and I got married on um, the Wednesday, well, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And then we went down to, um, on Black Friday, we went down and my father-in-law married us a second time. So we got married on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and then we got married on the Friday, uh, Black Friday. And when we were down for Thanksgiving, uh, when we were down for Black Friday for that wedding, we when we got back home up to Louisville, we were both deathly ill because like we both got sick on the road trip. Oh, oh, that sucks. So we had this this beautiful like suite in a hotel, and we were just both laid up, shivering, sweating, oh. sick oh. as dogs, watching, <laughs> watching Frosty <laughs> and Rudolph on TV. Oh, that's a so, nice. That's so a nice y'all, memory. Yeah, that is good. So thing. y'all got married and imme- immediately saw each other in your in, in one of your worst possible states. Like the yeah. the honeymoon during the honeymoon, the proverbial honeymoon was over, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were there are much worse states to see one another in. It it wasn't like the stomach flu or anything. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Can, okay. Okay. That's different. Worse. It was it was just like getting sick, getting ill, not like throwing up and diarrhea or any of those, that stuff that that all came later okay. <laughs> I, that's what i was picturing i was picturing you were on your honeymoon and y'all have all of that going on and i'm like oh, oh it's no, gonna no. happen it's gonna happen when you're married you know um, thankfully no it wasn't mean, nearly that bad but it was just bad enough that we didn't feel like going out to watch the light up uh, light up louisville the kickoff of the fair. holiday season they light up all the stuff downtown we were staying downtown in a, in a historic hotel uh, if you've ever seen the movie Elizabeth Town, has anyone seen it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. We stayed at the Brown Hotel, which is where oh they goodness. shot a lot of the stuff in Elizabeth. Well, that's Town. cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah, so that's where we were gonna enjoy our honeymoon until we both were deathly ill. Oh. <laughs> but we still got a good meal out of it, and, and you know, because the room came with like a comp meal, and the Brown has one of the better restaurants in town. And, yeah. You know, we could look out our window wrapped in blankets and see, you know, like the light up, the lit up Christmas tree downtown and stuff like that. So it was, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of a neat, unique I mean, not, memory though, too. Not when you, not when you feel bad, but there's something kind of, there's something kind of endearing about being trapped with your loved one and not able to go anywhere. Right. Like I've always really enjoyed like the snowstorms, the ice storms. Not that, you know, I, I feel <laughs> terrible for what people are going through, but it's always nice. Even COVID has like, for our little insulated family unit has been, uh, has really given us a lot more time together. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not under the best circumstances, it's forced us to slow down and spend time to, together and yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed, especially being able to work from home because it's like I watch my child grow every day. It's yep. it's wild because like she's bigger now than when this all started and hopefully I'll get to stay remote. But it's funny because here I am sitting at my now work desk formerly self-writing desk and i've got see that hey. can you read that pin right there oh, you it got the, the brown hotel, hotel. Yeah, the brown hotel. Awesome. yeah i stole that on our honeymoon 
<laughs> and well fun, funnily enough, my parents, when they'd gotten married, they had stayed at the Brown Hotel and stole ashtrays. So Really? Yeah. So I didn't know that Fantastic. at the time when I booked the hotel. But afterwards, uh, I talked to my mom. She's like, here, here's some. We stole these ashtrays on our honeymoon back in 1983 <laughs> or whenever it was they got married. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So <laughs> stealing things for the brown is a family tradition. And that's a great tradition. <laughs> What's your least favorite Christmas special, Ron? Oh, my least favorite Christmas special is uh, possibly, I want to say they did like a Rudolph offshoot that was like CGI. Am I completely off base here? Nope. They did you know the Island about? of Misfit Toys offshoot? I, yeah. No, I like the, well, I like the weird, that's the weird stop motion, right? No, that's the one with the weird it? guy who looks was, like a flasher with the overcoat and the hat on his head, and he's a oh, villain. It was like, it was like 2000, 2001 when they were playing with, trying to, yes. like, the, the really cheap CGI. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about, Tom. Yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Island of Misfit Toys, and it was terrible. Okay, yeah, oh. then that's it. That's the that's the one I don't like. Because I remember they always play it after Rudolph, and I'm always like, eh, I'm gonna find something else <laughs> like i liked it better but if they showed like rudolph and frosty back to back and then you could go on about your day and yep. they didn't like yep. the the rudolph or, or not the rudolph the frosty uh, the one they play companion piece to frosty is also bad frosty returns of john goodman Fro yes john frosty goodman. returns yeah yeah and i like john goodman in pretty much everything but like not that you would think mm -hmm. he would have made a great Frosty, but nope. Well, he doesn't sound like he's from the Bronx. He's got to sound like he's from the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like all those Rankin-Bass kids are all from the New York area, and it's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of the comments I left on the... On the uh, Easter episode? On the Easter episode, yeah, because all the kids, like, all of a sudden they'd be talking, and they would just start talking like they're from the Bronx, and it's like... <laughs> I didn't know the Warriors were going to show up or Jennifer Lopez. What is your favorite Christmas food and your favorite Christmas dessert? I'm a big fan of pretty much all the Christmas dessert. Uh, <laughs> clearly, you, you've seen me. <laughs> you don't get to be like 300 pounds and not, not enjoy food. <laughs> um, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, but my aunt would make Buckeyes, like the peanut butter chocolate ball things. Yes. Yeah. For Christmas and that was always like they would just be there for Christmas sometimes she would have extra that that made it to New Year's but mm -hmm. it was always a specific thing to go and just like eat a couple of those Buckeyes among all the other things that were made because um, mm -hmm. we would do especially when I was younger we would do the big family thing my my grandmother would make uh, the stuffing at Christmas not stuffing uh, the dressing at Christmas not dress it's it's not stuffed in the bird, but it's like you flatten right. it out on a cookie sheet, and so you make little blobs of it so the edges get crispy, but the inside stays middle. So it was almost like a, it was almost like a brittle, but for that that dressing slash stuffing kind of flavor. Yum. So she would that always do that. Really good. And it was yeah. just, it's just like a real like less than an inch thick. So you had the, and it was made with the like croutons oh, or whatever. Delicious. So you'd get the bigger bread Ooh. chunks that would be still soft, but the outsides would be all crispy. Oh, that and sounds that was really always good. great. And she would make boiled custard. Ooh. And so boiled custard, my wife is. got the recipe from my aunt and my wife has been making it the past few years. And it's always wonderful to have oh. that because she makes it just like my grandmother used to. Boiled uh, custard. And it's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. 
<laughs> yeah, so, so Buckeyes, boiled custard, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Give me a good like ham glazed in Coca-Cola. Yep. All that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. I am really hungry now. Mostly they would put out like big spreads of like random snacky things so you could just like grab and eat or make yourself a plate. It wasn't we would all come together and have like a big lunch or whatever, but then the food would just stay around mm-hmm. for the for the rest of the thing, and you'd go back and eat again whenever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there would be a, sometimes it would be turkey, sometimes it would be ham, sometimes it would be both, and those were good years. <laughs> Especially if you like the good after Christmas sandwich, like I do, like a leftover sandwich. Yeah. Like the like the um, like the Joey. Is it Joey who makes the big leftover sandwich? It, it, bread is soaked in gravy. It's Ross. It's no, Ross. Ross does that. Okay. I've that, only watched the Friends moist maker. once. The yeah. moist maker. Really? I've only watched Friends once, and I did not watch Friends at all when it was on in, um, TV. I was not yeah. a fan. And then when my wife was pregnant and mostly homebound, <laughs> because she had a horrible morning sickness, except it was morning sickness that lasted all day, um, yeah. we... She was like, all right, you need to watch this. So we just binge watched the, the whole thing, all like 10 seasons or whatever ridiculous <laughs> number of episodes it was. Um, yeah. So, but I would always make like a good post Christmas sandwich with like some leftover rolls, some turkey or some ham, a little bit of cranberry sauce, a little bit of dressing. I would basically, it was making that sandwich my whole life and not knowing it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your favorite, what's your favorite Christmas flavor and smell? My favorite Christmas flavor is probably, I like peppermint. Uh, I like pumpkin spice. I'm going to say eggnog. I've gotten, as I've gotten old, I've gotten to really love like a good eggnog latte, Mm. especially if you add like a a good amount of nutmeg to it. Everything's better with nutmeg. Yeah. So most things are better. I'm going to be, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say eggnog. Not just because I've been drinking eggnog while we've been recording. <laughs> that that doesn't hurt. <laughs> in Christmas smell, it's weird that Rebecca Bowl mentioned Scentsy in hers because I've got a bunch of those Scentsy melts and the little things. And actually, I may actually have it here. Uh, hang on. Here we go. Plant Therapy Spiced Orange Fall Blend. I don't know if you can see that or not. Ooh. Ooh. But it's uh, nice. My wife, who's a massage therapist, gets all these occasional um, gets these occasional essential oils. So Spiced Orange is good. Harvest Moon is really good. It's another one of them. I'm just holding them up for the camera for the listener at home. <laughs> um, and there's one that's like a Christmas blend, and they all smell great. So any, pretty much any kind of Holiday themed essential oil is gonna hit me, hit me right where I needed to hit me. Mm-hmm. But I, I lean heavily towards like spice kind of flavors mm-hmm. or spice kind of scents. Like I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of that spiced orange that I held up for the camera, and I'm a big fan of anything that kind of is a little more complex than just like you know Christmas tree smell or whatever. You know. Yeah. You, you get me like a Christmas tree smell with like some cookies baking in the background. Or some kind of spiced cider kind of thing that 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 hits me right where like right in the Christmas spot. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas gift you've ever received? Well, my favorite Christmas gift that I've ever received. 
and I knew this question was coming. I've been thinking about <laughs> it all day, trying to figure out what it was going to be. I'm going to say, Tom, did you have G.I. Joes when you were an 80s child? I did not get into G.I. Joes. <sighs> man, that's a <laughs> He was a He-Man guy. I was a He-Man guy. Yep. He- He-Man! That's <laughs> no Gadzooks, but it's a pretty decent Skeletor. Uh, really good Skeletor. When I was when I was a kid, I got this thing called the GI Joe General, and it was a giant like base on wheels for the GI Joes, and it had like this cannon that you could raise, and it would actually shoot these like giant cannon shells, and it had like a helicopter that could land on top. The helipad of it. on top. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was like a huge. It was like a the hugest toy I think I ever got. So let me look it up. <laughs> and that just yeah, was I just like, looked it up. That's intense, man. Yeah, that the was rocket like launcher. The, yeah, that rocket launcher actually fired, and the thing it fired was like the size of my hand as a child. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'll put it in chat. But it's it was a crazy big toy, and God only knows how much it like cost my poor father, who probably went mm-hmm. out on Black Friday to get it because that's what he did. <laughs> but the thing was massive. You can get one now for 155 bucks, dude. I don't have to get one for 155 bucks. I've got mine at my mom's house. Oh, you still, still have, have it? That's awesome. Yeah, all the pieces and most of the pieces and everything. I'm not going to say all the pieces. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> but but cool. most of them are still there. Yeah, it was a giant, like crazy thing. And I was a big GI Joe guy, so I had like all these GI Joes. And I had a bunch of the He-Man stuff too. But like, I ended up using like the like Castle Grayskull and like Skeletor's cat. I had Castle Grayskull. I had Skeletor's castle, and I had uh, Hordax thing from She-Ra, mm-hmm. uh, his little base. Yeah. But, but those basically ended up being like things that the GI Joes had to storm to to flush Cobra out and shoot them. I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a castle's cool and all, and I was a, I was big into castles and medieval medieval stuff, but knights and that kind of thing. But like, yeah, I watched a, a lot of like ninja movies as a child and like eighties action movies. So it was always like, all right, we've got to storm the castle with our tank and then shoot everybody that's inside. <laughs> Wholesome That's funny, dude. 80s childhood stuff. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Christmas memory? I'm going to say it's a combination of the last Christmas that I had with my father and of the 20, I believe it was 2017 Christmas where I was like, I decided not to let grief take the holiday season from me for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, that year that I just decided like, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to be happy. I'm going to allow myself to grieve, sure, but to also have a Christmas to love the stuff I love because my dad wouldn't have wanted me to. My dad wouldn't have wanted me to have lived in misery, and he would have wanted me to enjoy the holiday. And mm-hmm. that was 2017 when I finally said that, okay, you can be happy. It was kind of like a weight off of my chest and um it it turned a real corner for me for my feelings towards christmas in general and christmas of the future specifically so that was a he got to have a good last christmas Mm -hmm. no matter what else might have happened no matter what happened after that christmas he had a great as good of christmas as he could have had without his best friend my uncle Mm -hmm. and it was not fair to myself to 
not allow myself to also have good Christmases just because he wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that that was pro- that's probably been my best Christmas for sure as an adult. Um, yeah. It's a like, real that's life a Linus story, moment. You, you can call it a Linus moment. I'll just say I'll just say it was a real hard emotional left turn at the end of like two hours of, of me saying stupid. <laughs> no, it's what brought you here, and it's it's neat. It's full circle. I mean, your your story is one of our favorite. You know mm-hmm. how I found and how what brought me here and all of that. So we love hearing stuff like that. And what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Well, in that 2017 year, we decided to make a thing of like the week before Christmas because it was literally like December 23rd where we went to Nulu and we went to a bunch of different cool shops. We got a good thing to eat and a special eggnog drink at um, a hot chicken restaurant. We went to the little pop-up bar just to absorb the atmosphere. And we've been back to the pop-up bar every, every year since. So every Christmas season, before the season is over, we'll go to Nulu, we'll walk around, we'll go to Miracle on Market, which is the pop-up bar. We'll go get to some hot chicken or something at Royals and we'll just kind of have a good, just us and, and just me and my wife and the baby, just kind of have a good moment to kind of enjoy the, the the holidays without any of the pain and the uh, the pain of travel or the the you know the pressure that you feel to like show up to family events and you know I love my family she loves her family I love her family etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's still pressure there because you got to tra- we always end up having to travel even if it's just a few minutes away from my family or like five hours away from her family there's travel and then you're basically there with relatives people you've known your whole life and there's and and i enjoy them all and i enjoy that time but it's not relaxing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. makes sense yes perfect sense and and this this little moment that we we're gonna we carve out for ourselves that we carved out before the Maeve came along and after Maeve came along we took her to miracle on market she was a big hit although we went after christmas to avoid some of the crowds (laughs) <laughs> I didn't want weird people out by bringing a baby into a 21 and over spot <laughs> well 18 and over i think but yeah regardless so that little that little new Lou christmas thing we've been doing has been kind of a christmas tradition that and they do a uh, at the local baseball stadium in the concourse they do a christmas thing in november um festival of trees and lights and we go to that we've gone to that every year for the past couple of years and that's Mm. it's basically a big charity thing where people come and bring like super decorated christmas trees and like christmas handicrafts and stuff and they auction it off and all the money goes towards chararity um yep but they charge you a lot of fun man they charge you entrance fees to go walk around and it's literally like a christmas wonderland there's like a little train for kids to ride santa claus is there there's like a santa's village there's Christmas cookies and punch and and all kinds of great stuff and it's mostly just a good chance to like walk around and look at like beautiful Christmas trees that I will never be able to afford. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think this year we're gonna upgrade our Christmas tree because um, we got 12 foot ceilings mm-hmm. uh, in our house in our, in the bottom floor of our house and we've got like an eight foot Christmas tree and I'm like that's a little too short we need to 
pump this thing up. We need to get a 10 foot tree. So I think I'm going to go yeah. and have to climb nice. a ladder to put the star on the top. But I think it's worth it. Oh yeah. Yep. It's totally worth For it. For sure. 100%. <laughs> and then we're going to be, we're, then we're going to be obnoxious Christmas people and have two trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What makes, what makes an obnoxious Christmas person for having two trees? <laughs> well, I, just I said see that somebody, I, I know that I you see somebody put, with two trees and I think, oh, that's sad. They only Where have the two rest? trees. Yeah, that's sad. Where are the rest? Well, what I really want is one of those little ceramic Christmas trees with the little lights. The light up. Like on a desk. I love yeah. those. I, I had, my grandmother had one and I don't know what happened to it. And I really want that specific one back, but if I can't find it, yeah. I want one of the other ones. I have uh, my great aunts that she used to have in her apartment. I love yeah. those. That's beautiful. So I love those too. And I really, I wanted one even before I had refound my Christmas spirit. But now that I'm like <sighs> listening to Christmas podcasts and all kinds of craziness, it's like I really <laughs> want one now. <laughs> So, so do you have any questions that you want to ask us before we wrap things up? Yes. I've been thinking about this uh, most of the day and, and pretty much for weeks now, trying to think of a good question that I don't know if anyone's ever asked you guys. And it's hard because I know you're all on Reddit and social media and all that good stuff. So you people ask you questions all the time. I mean, the, asking you questions is kind of a thing on the podcast. But I don't think anyone has asked you if you could cut, if you could remove one thing from Christmas to improve your Christmas experience, what would it be? Ooh. So rather than ask you a thing that you like, I want to ask you a thing that you think would improve your Christmas via its removal. Can we just remove work for the whole month of December? I know we all try to take the last two weeks anyway, but that would help. But besides that, I mean... Not that we put a lot of emphasis on gifts anyway, but like the pressure of having to give gifts, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that would definitely be one that would be nice to take out. Yeah. I, I'm i one of those people who puts a lot of pressure on himself to supply good gifts to the point of, like, we, we do Christmas stockings uh, where there's like a limit of like 20 or 25 bucks or whatever. And you, you buy little stuff to put in the other person's stocking. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been a Christmas thing we've traditionally done um, and with Maeve we do the something she needs something she can read something to wear oh. and something to play with that thing mm -hmm. that's how yep. me and my yep. friends used to exchange uh, we used to have a $25 limit in England but we would do that like within $25 a pair of socks a book like a movie mm -hmm. and yeah we and just do a little bundle of $25 and that was always fun Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so we've kind of we kind of do that for the baby, and for us, we do twenty or twenty five dollars if we feel like it. We don't always feel like it. Like last year, I don't think we got, <laughs> I don't think we got each other anything hardly. Um, <laughs> of course, if my wife listens to this, and she'll tell me that I've forgotten everything, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think me and Sarah are just gonna move toward like, uh, you know, instead of like gifts just maybe do a hey let's just pay for a vacation go away mm -hmm. somewhere and yeah we may start going down that road until we have I, kids of our own what about you Tom I would remove you can't say Anthony external well that's a given everybody knows that would be my answer um, external e expectations 
There are always things that we're obliged to do around the holidays that take away from what we would rather be doing. Mm -hmm. um, That's a great answer. There, there's, there are pressures that people put on us, and I would remove those so that a we have so that we either a have more time for the things that we want to do, or b don't have to deal with the guilt for telling people no. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of the things we've also decided to do since the baby has come along. Uh, we've decided that like we are going to take Christmas Day just for us, mm -hmm. and any requests for our presence at things, no matter who they're from, it's going to be denied because Christmas Day is like just for the three of us. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of people in my family do it. Whoever has the like growing up, my parents would always we're going to stay home with the kids. If people want to come to our house, they can. We'll have it, but we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to take it for us. <laughs> and that's kind of become a thing in my family. Like, uh, you know, generally the people with the youngest kids and therefore the most stress or like the ones who want to stay home and enjoy their gifts from Santa or whatever, we'll have at right. their house. And whoever wants to show up can show up. And yeah. Yeah, our yeah. family stuff ends up being on Christmas, has always been on Christmas Eve traditionally. Um, but my mom last year decided that she was going to do a Christmas thing on Christmas Day after we had already come to our conclusion that, you know, this is this is what we're going to be doing from here on out. This is, Christmas Day is our day. We're just mm -hmm. going to keep it for us. We're going to get a can of cheap Pillsbury cinnamon rolls or orange sweet rolls. We're going to bake those. We're going to just hang out in Christmas pajamas all day. And, and nobody's going to be doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've kind of stuck with especially now because you know last year we all had fun matching pajamas <laughs> i love it that choice it makes such fun a difference to do. though yeah what what about you julia yeah so mine is i have to be conscious about um giving up the expectation expectations i set for myself right like if i go real big the kids are going to remember it better and they're going to like it the best right so like if all mm -hmm. of the food is homemade and on the table at the same time and it makes me look like martha stewart that they're going to have a better experience and it's been my experience in the last few years that the can of cinnamon rolls christmas morning that prevents me from having to homemade you know homemade stuff allows me to sit down and drink coffee and watch them open presents and just hang out instead of spending time trying to make their experience better when really they don't care right they don't they just want the people there. And so I've had to let go of that over the last few years and it's so much better. <laughs> yep. I will take canned cinnamon rolls any day <laughs> over a fancy Christmas morning breakfast. Yeah. Canned cinnamon rolls and bacon was our, always our Christmas <laughs> morning breakfast uh, when I was growing up. So that's yeah. kind of a thing I brought from my family into our, my new conjoined family. Mm -hmm. Holly, but yeah, there's there's just something about freeing yourself from those expectations. That's a wonderful thing. It's like we are literally going to do nothing all day. Holly and the baby are going to take a nap at some point. I'm going to lay on the couch and watch uh, Happy Dog and Happy Cat on the Hallmark Christmas <laughs> Channel in, in pajamas with a with a cup of uh, Starbucks Christmas blend coffee or something else equally ridiculous and just kind of yeah man just don't 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 feel compelled to do anything for anybody break a sweat or stress in any way because man it's it's hard enough getting to christmas with all the mm -hmm. pressure especially if you're like me and most people where you work all the way through 
and you only get like Christmas Day off, it's like enjoy it because like you you're burning the candle at both ends to get there, man. So just kind of kind of chill out. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us tonight, Ron. For yeah, it was a joy to talk to fireside you. chat. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, it, was my, it was my pleasure as always, guys. Did you want to plug? As always, like I've done it more than once. <laughs> did you want to well, I mean, plug for anything? two of us on the podcast, you have. Yeah, sure. that's true. Uh, I will go ahead and plug uh, my writing. You can read me at Den of Geek. Um, so freaking awesome. <laughs> when this comes out, I will probably be covering the Snowpiercer series that's on TNT. Yeah, writing about that. about that. I'll have just finished up uh, Westworld. Uh, Walking Dead is always me. Um, Walking Dead World Beyond, when that starts back up, um, I'll actually be covering that one too, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah, check me out at Walking. Uh, check me out at Den of Geek, and uh, if you like hearing me ramble on pointlessly, you can also check me out as a regular contributor. Uh, slash guest on Filmstrip Podcast. The filmstrippodcast.com I believe is the URL. Watch me get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's like Filmstrip Pod on all the social media and all that stuff. So it's not it's not solely me. It's me and my friend Jay uh, and a, Nick Bryan, uh, Lindsay, Irina, Kirk Fabish. It's a bunch of people all who all join in and basically all chipping episodes here, there, and everywhere, usually two or three at a time. And you've um, heard Julia and Anthony on there at some point, and I hope to have Julia, Anthony, and Tom on again for our Christmas special, which hopefully we'll be able to do well in advance of Christmas. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm Let's in. do it. I'm in. Just let us know when. But thank you again. And thank you, patrons, for supporting the show in this way. And if you want to support us in a free way, uh, besides downloading weekly episodes, leave us a review on iTunes because every new review helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year. Plus, you'll get a free sticker when you do so. And I recommend that all of your viewers go on the Reddit uh, because I'm tired of talking to Disco54 and Jerry Davila. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, there's a sticker. sticker. Yeah, it took forever for her to get to me, but it finally arrived. Yeah, now I don't have anywhere to put it <laughs> because my laptop is covered with, with stickers. That's funny. <laughs> it's a much bigger sticker than I thought it was going to be, too. I was expecting like a little, you know, one-inch sticker, but that's a that could go on like the car. <laughs> and you have the original sticker, too, so we need a third edition sticker. It's our third year. We need a third sticker now. I'd also like a. I could also go for a button too. Buttons. We've talked about buttons before. Because I put buttons yeah, on. Have. I've got a bunch of buttons on my baby. Uh, a couple of buttons on my baby backpack, uh, <laughs> for parenting purposes. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> well, we can't do a proper countdown since we don't know when this will drop. But mm-hmm. we are closer to Christmas. We are than when we recorded this. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how time works. <laughs> um, so enjoy the episode. I hope we enjoy the episode, y'all. And we will speak to you next week in our regular mini feed, our regular podcast feed. So mini feed, what? Podcast feed. So until bye, then, bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not.
Coming 